Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Bailey podcast, bringing you your daily dose of lacrosse today. I'm joined by the nation's top women's lacrosse defender, Emma Trenchard. Emma is a fifth year at UNC, majoring in psychology, where she is a three-time first-team All-America pick and was named to the first-team All-ACC for two consecutive seasons. She has been recently named to the World Championship roster for the national women's team and will represent her country at the World Championship in Maryland this summer. Emma is currently captain of the UNC women's lacrosse team. So Emma, welcome to the podcast. This is an extremely impressive, impressive resume. And I know your season is starting soon. We're in our tennis preseason right now. So I know it's a really busy time. So how are you doing with all of it? Um, well, first, thank you so much for having me, but um, no, second, um, everything's been great so far, and um, obviously it's like a super busy time of year, but it's my last year, so just trying to soak it all in, and even though it gets busy and chaotic sometimes, I'm trying to relish every moment, so it's been it's been great so far. That's awesome, and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about how you got here. I know both your parents were lacrosse players in college. How did they kind of shape your love for the game? Yeah, so I think um, I always played sports when I was um, really young. I started playing soccer and basketball before I actually started playing lacrosse. Um, And like you mentioned, both of my parents um, obviously played lacrosse in college. So so at some point, you knew they were going to put a stick in my hand. Um, I think that for when I was in third grade for my birthday, they got me a lacrosse stick and then my mom actually, um, for a few years, kind of started and ran the town um, lacrosse team. Um, and so that was really cool and fun to, like, be coached by her with, like, some of my, um, like, some of my really close friends when I was younger. Um, and then just, like, from there, I just kind of took off. Um, I just loved the game immediately. It was such a perfect blend of both basketball and soccer in my mind. And um, so it just kind of came to me really naturally and easily um and then I started playing club for um Lax Plus which is based out of like um Massachusetts um and then just kind of really took off from there then I was just really in the thick of it and and so yeah and then I went to Loomis and played um but just a lot of great memories in those early that early time of starting to play lacrosse yeah that's that's awesome I feel like a lot of um successful athletes play multiple sports so that's really great to hear that you had that element of cross training too because I think Mm -hmm. that's super important and I know like like field hockey lacrosse recruits really early so what was your recruiting process like yeah so um now there's actually a rule in place about recruiting that um I believe that you cannot speak to coaches until September 1st of your junior year but when I was in high school that the rule was not in place yet and so um, the recruiting process, process was extremely early, and um, I think both me and my parents were a little um, kind of caught off guard and weren't really expecting anything to happen necessarily, but I just remember it was the um, it was my first tournament in June after my freshman year of high school, and um, my club coach kind of just pulled me aside after the tournament and was like rattling off all these schools that were, were interested in seeing me again, and my parents were like, wait, what is going on? <laughs> we're excited that we just played like in this lacrosse tournament. And so just from there, that summer was kind of crazy. And just like trying to figure out, you know, 
I was just, at that point, I was really just trying to narrow down, like, where I wanted to go, what what I was most interested in, and honestly, for me, I'm a super competitive person, so I really wanted to play at the highest level, and so once North Carolina got on my radar, I was pretty much a goner <laughs> to everyone else, um, and I committed to UNC that next, um, that following October, so, um, so it was a pretty quick process, but I was super fortunate, and just, like, fell in love with UNC, every aspect of it, so. That's awesome, and I know that the process can be super stressful for some people. It sounded like it was, a, you know, obviously a pretty quick process for you, but how did that impact your social life? Um, I think that definitely, like, um, I was probably one of, I was one of the first um, people to commit, both, like, on my lacrosse team and at my high school, so mm-hmm. I think, um, Obviously, a lot of people, like, caught wind of that and had things to say about it, both negatively and positively, but um, in terms of, like, my close circles, like, everyone was super supportive and happy for me, Um, and so that was nice. Um, I just personally didn't really even care what people had to say. I was just, like, I'm really excited. I know what I want, and, like, UNC is that, and even though I was super young, um, it just kind of, once I got here, my, like, love for Carolina didn't really die so I would just say I'm just I know some people kind of there's definitely backlash I'm like kind of figuring it out too early and then how do you know what you want at such a young age um and I totally agree with that um but I just knew that I that I wanted to compete at the highest level and that's what Carolina um provided me Right. And then so once you get to UNC, you start all 21 games as a freshman. So how did that feel? And I'm so curious to learn about the team dynamics because, I mean, I know as a as a collegiate athlete, it's it's very interesting to come into a new program when you're, you know, you're used to being one of the top athletes in high school and then you have to compete for a spot in college. But, you know, what did that look like for you? Was the team pretty accepting about a freshman taking on such a huge role? Yeah, no, I would say our team was definitely, and still is definitely really accepting of kind of freshmen coming in and having a role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it was kind of an interesting process because I would say there's there's one other girl in my grade who um, came in and played just as much as I did, and um, I think that she, but she came in with a ton of athletes from high school and like was nationally ranked as, like, the top attacker coming in as a freshman. So she almost lived up to those expectations and really just, like, um, went away with them. Whereas I didn't, like, have any expectations to live up to. And so I think that that was actually easier for me, though, because I kind of came in unknown. And I just kind of came in, put my head down, worked hard, and played my game. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of ended up finding myself that first game being called out to start by our head coach. And I honestly was just, like, I didn't even really expect it. Like, I knew where I kind of stood, but I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually just worked so hard for like five months and like to hear my name starting was kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> but it was a really, it was a really great process. I started with, I mean, I was really close to two of our senior captains. I still am. And like the, the confidence that they gave me and the support that they gave me was incredible. And I definitely don't think I would have had such success so young if I, um, if it weren't for them. So that's awesome. I love to hear female athletes and especially older female athletes supporting, you know, the younger players on their team. And I feel like as female athletes, there's a lot of pressure on us to carry ourselves and present ourselves in a certain way. What does that pressure look like for you? 
Yeah, I think I I definitely really agree with that. Um, I think that resonates with, with me a lot. I think, you know, we're expected to kind of um, not, like, show our emotion too much mm-hmm. in either direction, right? Like, they don't want to see us, like, crying or upset, but they also don't want to see that passion and, like, that, like, love for the game because that's typically kind of considered to be, like, a masculine feature, especially sports. Um, so, for me, when I'm on the field, I'm – super competitive and I'm not afraid to show my emotion especially with my teammates like I'm very I've always been one to hold people accountable on the field and I just because I want the people who I'm around with and like my unit to play to our best and so if I if I feel like the standard's not being held like I'm not afraid to kind of say that and I think that that's tough for a lot of people both to watch and to kind of hear right um because they're just not used to, you know, females being like that and being held accountable because we're considered to be more sensitive and more emotional. Um, and I think so that's, for me, definitely been a topic up at times. I know people sometimes haven't taken the way that I, am, like, kind of lead and stuff mm-hmm. the best. But um, at the end of the day, I think by the end of the season, people understand that I my intentions are good. And I just, in the moment, I'm very... I'm very caught up in that emotion and, um, you know, that urge and to win and that, like, holding ourselves accountable and that holding that standard. So I think um, for some people it's a learning curve, but I kind of just stayed um, truthfully myself in that way, I guess. Yeah. So um, some people had to just take it or leave it. But I definitely agree that um, I think that women's lacrosse especially, I mean, there's so many great players that are being followed, but one that jumps to my mind is Charlotte North from BC. She, like, her celebrations are just, like, outrageous, and <laughs> it's awesome. Like, she shows her passion after she scores, over teammate scores, and that's how it should be, and I know some people get annoyed at that and think it's, like, too masculine, but I think it's great for women's across and for the sport and for just for women's sports as a whole. Yeah, and I totally agree with that element of assertiveness and intensity because I'm a super passionate person and I feel like the way that I channel you know that intensity is through sports and I think so many of us do and for women it's hard to keep that balance between intensity and passion and also kind of like the feminine the feminine side of things because you know we're told we have to remain feminine in order to you know to be perceived in a certain way as athletes. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. So Coaches also often emphasize that we're student athletes and not athlete students, but I know at such a high collegiate level, that line can, can be a little blurred. <laughs> um, so how do you balance your academics and your social life with your intense training regimen? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, I felt super prepared coming into Carolina just in terms of you know, time management skills, and I really attribute that to um, women, like our high school. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, I was so used to, you know, I played three sports there. Um, I was so used to traveling, going away, and then having to come home late and do homework and, you know, trying to, so then if I knew I had a tough travel schedule, trying to, like, get some work done during the day before I left, I just think that those skills are so important. And um, I think when I came into Carolina, I just kind of really felt, kind of learn quickly that you have to foster those same time management skills and, you know, make a schedule for yourself, like figure out what works for you, kind of trial and error, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't have a problem with it at all. Um, so I'm super fortunate for that because I know some of my classmates definitely 
did not have that same process, but UNC is also great. They, we have a really um, good support system. Um, when you come in as a freshman, like we have a team academic advisor, and so uh, you have like you'll have weekly meetings with her just to ensure that you're like on track with all your classes, and then um, she actually assigns you to tutors um, that, that are mandatory your freshman year, and then. Um, after that, it's kind of as requested. So if you feel like you have a hard class and you want a tutor, you can always request one. Um, so I think that those resources are really great and um, kind of help kind of holding, having the freshmen, having them kind of go and do those meetings kind of sets that standard that um, academics are super important to us and to our team. And so you have to try to maintain that. We're not just here to have fun and play lacrosse. So. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm sure with your psych major that you have you know, some insight on the psychology behind successful performances and athlete mental health. So I'm curious to know, how do you take care of your mental health? Yeah, I think that um, my biggest thing um, in terms of mental health and athletics is that every person is going to be different and how they, um, you know, treat their mental health and take care of themselves is going to be different. And so, um, I personally, um, for a while, I really just, you know, I relied on just, you know, if I was having a tough day or was struggling on the field mentally or whatever, I just really relied on the people around me to kind of lift me up. And mm-hmm. I still am a big believer in that. I know it doesn't work for everyone, but it just would help me to go take my mind off of it by going and hanging out and watching TV with my friends. Um, and, or, you know, like getting on the phone with one of my parents and just talking to them about their day. That was kind of the biggest thing for me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say as, like, pressure increases and kind of those expectations for both your individual play and for your team's play, I would say that I kind of turn a little more in, um, internal during those, and I just kind of really try to focus on, you know, mindfulness. I... I'm a, I'm a believer in positive self-talk in the mm-hmm. moment, like, while I'm playing. If, mm-hmm. I, if I mess up on a certain play, like, I'm I'm big on, like, just kind of talking to myself. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, like, having mindfulness. And actually, our coach is really um, great with that. She actually, before each practice, when we stand in our huddle, um, we actually, like, meditate for 30 seconds, and she kind of leads us through a little... Um, you know, rendition of whatever she kind of wants to say that day. Mm-hmm. But I think that that kind of has introduced a lot of kind of those feelings of mindfulness for us. Um, and then actually, um, one of my teammates just was um, certified to be a yoga instructor at um, one of the studios in Chapel Hill. And so a lot of my team has you know, started to go, not to just to initially to support her, but um, now it's been, I think people just really enjoy it and like kind of found that really, um, you know, that balance of kind of going and getting a nice little sweat in, but also like finding, going there for like that sense of mindfulness and peace. Um, so that's been really awesome too. But I would say those are kind of my go-to strategies to, if I'm ever feeling, you know, like I need to boost my mental health a little bit. That's awesome. I am such a believer in yoga and meditation. Like I, I do yoga every morning because I feel like it just centers me before the day. Mm -hmm. So I love to hear that you guys, you know, center yourself with the meditation before you play. I think that's super important. Yeah, I totally agree. So UNC is known to have one of the best fan sections in collegiate athletics. What's it like to play at such a spirited school? Because I see, you know, on YouTube and social media, it looks awesome. 
Yeah, I would say that's actually one of the things that really drew me to Carolina when I first visited. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember just walking around campus um, with my parents, and just everyone's decked out in Carolina blue. And it's not, it doesn't matter if it's a game day for football or for basketball, like, on any day, even if there's not even a single team competing. There's just everyone that has that school spirit, and it's just very contagious. And um, so, you know, playing here is just a dream. Like, it's, we... Um, we have this brand new stadium that was built um, in 2020. And so um, it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's just, we're so lucky to have it. And um, so the fans that come out, um, it's just, it's just awesome. And um, I think the school does a great job of kind of promoting women's sports in various ways. And for example, like sometimes we'll do a doubleheader with the men's lacrosse team and they'll kind of give you like a logo on tickets or whatever. So if you buy one ticket for one game, you can get into the other game, stuff like that. And so I think that kind of um, the camaraderie between sports teams too is really great. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's just a really, it's like a positive experience to be an athlete here because of how much support and attention you get Um both from other athletes and from the school body as a whole. Um, so it's just, it's, it's honestly a really special feeling to walk out on the field on game day and, you know, see the fans, hear the crowd. Um, and I, I feel the same way even when I'm sitting at other team sports teams. Like, I'm so excited for them because of, you know, the turnout. And it's just, it's been really awesome, honestly. That's awesome. And and it feels like, it's, and it sounds like the UNC just student athlete world is so connected and I know you have five UNC teammates playing with you on the national team but then you also have a lot of players from your rival schools like Syracuse Maryland and BC you know what's that like coming together after years of playing against each other yeah I think it's it's an incredible experience honestly I think um I just think it's kind of it's it's incredibly unique and I think um it just shows like how much respect um, I think we have for each other, and obviously when we're at our um, when we're at our own colleges, we want to thrive there and we want to beat our ACC rivals and all that. But when we kind of put on that U.S. jersey and go and compete alongside each other, it's just a different feeling. And I think it's been it's been really honestly great getting to know some of those people that I've been playing against for years and mm-hmm. battling against. Um, <laughs> And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a really cool feeling, I would say. It's just, um, it's just, it's honestly, it's pretty unique, too. I don't think that a lot of other sports have anything that kind of occurs like that. And so I think it just, I think it's just going to be really helpful to help generate the sport and elevate it to, like, an even higher status than it is right now. Definitely. And I'm sure practices get, get pretty competitive with you all there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which is awesome. You guys are probably really pushing each other. Yeah. Um, so the last question I wanted to ask is what's your plan for kind of after school and after you complete compete with um, the national team at the world championship? Um, this is definitely a loaded question <laughs> right now, but um, my, my ultimate goal is I, um, like you said, I majored in psych here, um, and I, you know, I really love it. I love the field. I think it's growing. Um, I think sports psychology is growing, um, and, you know, I would really love to go back to school and um, get a little more photograph school and get a little more um, focused on, you know, either sports psych or clinical or one of those. I'm not, I'm not, like, exactly sure what I want to um, 
you know, pinpoint yet. Mm-hmm. But um, next year I've decided that I'm going to take a break from school just because we had a long five years. Right. In <laughs> right. Um, and so with that said, that's kind of my short-term plan is up in the air. But, you know, I'm hoping to either move somewhere really cool and have a lot of fun or you know, kind of try to prepare myself for the future in terms of going back to school, just something along those lines, um, maybe staying connected in the lacrosse world. Um, so those are kind of my short-term goals, but my long-term goal is definitely to go back to school and um, get my master's in psych and then just see what happens from there. So That's awesome. That's a lot to look forward to. Very exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So next up, I just want to play a quick game and it's called The Seven Zens. It's where you answer seven questions to find out how you remain a Zen. Okay. All right. You ready? So the yeah. first question is, what do you do when you feel extremely overwhelmed and anxious? Um, I would say I open a book. I love to read. I read a ton of books, so that's probably the first thing that I would do. So my phone, I open a book. Oh, that's awesome. What What's, like, your recent favorite read? Um, I'm trying to think. Recently, I've been reading, um, gosh, what can I think? I read a book by Anthony Doerr. Um, he, um, he wrote all the way you cannot see, but mm-hmm. I, it's called Cloud Cuckoo, and it's one of his Oh, awesome. I got to try that. I'm I'm a reader too, so I got to look into it. So after a long day, what's something you do to feel more zen? Um, I would say after a long day, I love to take a shower and, you know, use my skincare routine and just feel very, you know, clean and relaxed and all that. Yeah, definitely. What's something that you watch or listen to that makes you feel zen? Um, watch, I would say, um, honestly, sports. My my house, I live with some of the girls, and we all always have, like, like any sports game on. So it's just nice to honestly sit on the couch, like, all next to each other, and just whether we're really paying attention or not, it's just, you know, it's just a comforting feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, I love that. Um, what smell makes you feel the most zen? Hmm. Definitely a nice candle, maybe like a lavender, like a chamomile scent. Oh. I, like, I love lighting candles in my room. Me too. I'm a big candle guy. I love lavender. <laughs> um, when faced with ad- adversity, what's the first thing you do? Um, I would say uh, instant positive reaction. My coach preaches that, and I, I live by it. I think it's how you respond. So I think when adversity comes, how can I better myself in that moment and just kind of respond correctly? Awesome. How do you prepare yourself in the morning to enter the day with a good mindset? Um, I stick to my routine. Um, I get up, so I try not to look at my phone, um, you know, go get ready for the day, um, coffee, go for a walk. Um, I've been dog sitting, so, you know, I might go for a walk with the dog that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really just stick to the simple things, what makes you feel good and prepared for the day. But I'm big on the routine. Yeah, definitely. And final question, when do you feel most at peace with yourself? I would say, honestly, at the end of a really hard and long day. When I've made it through, maybe I've had to wake up early, I had a hard early morning workout, followed by classes, maybe I had to take an exam or write a paper, followed by, you know, a difficult practice where I was, you know, tested both physically and mentally I think that's when I feel most at peace because I feel like I've really accomplished the day and um, 
I feel good about that. And so I think that that's, you know, at the end of a long day like that, I think that's when I honestly feel bad. Honestly, me too. Like when I, like after a workout, when I feel sore, I'm like, gosh, I feel at peace with myself. And like, it's like one of those, it's one of those days that you dread and then you feel so good after. Right. Right. Like for the first, um, like two weeks of preseason, we had this like consistent, or I guess it was all over the winter, all throughout the winter, this like consistent 6am speed schedule. And we had like the early shift. And now that it's, we're in season, we don't have that. I'm kind of missing that sense of accomplishment yeah. at the morning part of the day <laughs> so I definitely agree with that well thank you so much Emma this has been so awesome to talk with you um for the listeners who don't know could you give us your social media where to find you yeah so my Instagram handle is m9 and that's pretty much the only social Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. And go Tar Heels. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate having um, you having me on here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.